0: Hey, welcome to the Sermon Series from Life Church Green Bay. It's our mission to bring the life giving message of Jesus to the 920 and beyond. We're so glad you're here. If this is your first time joining us, we want to do life with you. While you're listening, fill out our Hello card on our website so we can connect with you. Visit lifechurchgreenbay.com forward slash hello to fill it out. Make sure to check the I'm new here and online options while filling out the card. Again, we're so glad you're with us today. Here's this week's message.
1: Well, good morning. We're glad you're here. We're really glad you're here. If you need a Bible that's like a real Bible that fits in your hand and you open it like a real book, they're complimentary at the thing out, that big desk out there. Ooh, the customer service desk. But we're trying to get, we're trying to encourage you to, to download, the Bible app. So here's why, because you can follow us along. You can read devotionals with your friends. You can have a discipleship circle virtual with anybody, and you can work on those things during the week. But when you're here, you can go to events, hit live church. All of the sermon notes of the speaker of the day is right there. If you like those notes, save them and refer to them again. So that's where we're going. That's what we're doing. Hey, happy birthday senior. The fifty fifty 50 is the year of Jubilee and Jubilee means to sound the ram's horn. That's what that word means. But also the year of Jubilee, what that means is the year of release. I'm sure this is going to be a year of release. I sort of feel that. And then Last but not least, my beautiful wife, Heather. Heather, stand up. She sure is a sweet girl. She didn't know what she was getting into, not for sure. I will tell you this, we laugh a lot. I'll tell you that. So I wanna to talk to you, there's a lot of questions I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you are probably having, as well as I, about this series and some things that maybe we need to ask and some questions. Uh, there 's a lot more that 's going to be coming. This is not a one and done series. This is a contiguous series I'm, I, 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 connect, I sound like Bobby Boucher my mom, my mama my mama my mama said my mama said the girls are the devil but it it reminds me of the impact that it has of the the series mutter. Uh, it, it, it's, it's ongoing, it's contiguous. And we have a lot of information we'll drop on you November the 11th at the Building of discipleship Culture about this and a lot of other things. Nonetheless, here's the question I wanna ask, why do I get attacked? Why do I get attacked? Now I wanna break the back on a lie that the culture's told the church and the church has begun to believe because here's why some have begun to believe that, it's because our ignorance and illiteracy of scripture Ignorance doesn't mean you're, it means lack of knowledge. doesn't mean you're stupid or dumb. It just means lack of knowledge. So how do you get knowledge? You get into it and learn it. But I want to break the back of this thinking. It is this, is that God has a direct opposite and it's Satan. That is not true. That is a lie from the pit. That is to distract and deceive, deceive and distract. Pastor Sean said that last week. And what I'm, what I'm getting at is this, is that that there is our God has no rival. Our God is the God of all gods. His, his footstool in all the universe is the earth. That's where he plants his feet at, to rest. Don't, don't listen to things when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and tells you. Now, let me talk to you about the Holy Spirit because we have a lot of talk about that around here. And I want to say about to you, I want to tell you about the Holy Spirit I'm speaking of. The Holy Spirit was the Spirit that powered creation by God's Word in accordance with God's Word. The, The Word says He hovered over the water and then He created. It's the same Holy Spirit that showed up in the Old Testament. I'll show you that in in a minute. In just a, a story. He's the same Holy Spirit that existed and came down at the baptism of Jesus. He is the same Holy Spirit that powered the miracles of Jesus. He is the same Holy Spirit that, uh, at resurrection, he was he was the power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same. Holy Spirit. He was at the outpouring of Pentecost. He was also the one breathing into the writer's heart. God breathed scripture. That's why scripture is so powerful. you see the connection of the Holy Spirit right here? How he works in our lives? Now, He's also the indwelling power that lives in us now. He is the empower, he's the power source. He is the truth teller, he's the advocate. He's the one that stands up for you against all odds. He's that one, he's that one. Anyway, you, you, will, you will never, you or I, we will never be happy until we pick up the sword. We'll never be happy. We'll never be happy until we pick up the sword. The Rick Renner says this, the devil knows that the mind is the strategic control center of your life. If he can seize your mind, he can begin to wage war against the other parts of your being. He can control you. When we talk about demonic influence, this series, that's what we're talking about. He desires to seize and to sift and control your mind. That's what he decide, desires to do. Power that is not recognized is power that is not released. Power that is not released is the power that is not realized. In other words, put your, present, your, your relationship with Holy Spirit, put it to work by doing what he says. Put it to work by learning of him. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12 says this, for the word of God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing and effective. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of breath of life, soul, and the immortal spirit and the joints and the marrow of the deepest parts of our nature, the word of God goes to the central part of our nature and severs the old nature so that the new nature overtakes. There's no power with the old nature, according to this word, exposing, sifting, analyzing, judging the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. My, one of my favorite friends in the scripture in the Old Testament is Gideon, love Gideon. He's a dude. Gideon. If you never read about Gideon, you need to read about Gideon. His name means this, feller of trees. He was a lumberjack. If he would have been in our day, he would have probably lived in Wisconsin in the North woods, cutting down trees. But his name also means great warrior. He's a great warrior. He's from the weakest, listen to this, he's from the weakest clan in Manasseh. He was the least in his father's house but he was ordered by God to destroy his father's idol Baal. He was ordered by God to destroy his father's idol Baal. One of the most unlikely, misfitted, hidden, insignificant, inferior, insecure, intimidating, and afraid little man hiding in a a, a wine press from, from the enemy that was coming to attack. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, hey, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. And what does he do? Let's go. No. He said, why did the Lord abandon me? Why, why did why why uh... if you know me, you know I don't like weak men. I just don't like them. God didn't call us to be weak, called us to be strong. Weak's different than broke. Angel of the Lord reminded Gideon of all that God had done. He went down the list and reminded him everything. And then the angel of the Lord said to Gideon, Go with strength. You have, you, you have to conquer your enemies. And then the angel of the Lord said, I will be with you to conquer all of your enemies as if they were only one. I will shrink your enemies to one, so that you can destroy them. I will be with you and you will conquer them. Gideon realized who he was talking to. It's all right, says the angel of the Lord. I will be with you and you won't die. That's good, man. It's Gideon. Gideon then built an altar and named it Yahweh Shalom, which is the Lord is peace. So in the midst of all that, he he understands who God is. God is, Pastor Sonny said, peace. Beyond understanding, beyond explanation, peace. Things are still going crazy on the outside, but on the inside, peace, peace. He started Gideon, let me go back. Joash renamed Gideon, and Gideon's name was changed from Gideon, great warrior, to Jerubal, meaning let Baal contend against him because he has thrown down his altar. So Joash changed changed Gideon's name because God told Gideon to tear down his father's idols. And now Gideon has a name that is, is intimidating and chest poking and dirt kicking on the shoe to Baal because I took down your altar. I took down your altar. He was hiding away. Then God said to him, he said, I'm to give you all these men. Here's 32,000 men. So they figure out uh, first thing the angel says, you got to get rid of some of these guys. Yeah. Now the odds they were fighting against was anywhere from 145,000 to 405,000. So Gideon's going, okay. So he says, if you guys are afraid, go home. 22,000 walked away. Yeah. And then he took 10,000 down to the river and said, get a drink of water. You know why he said, get a drink of water because he wanted to see how the guys would drink water from the river. Now, if you kneel down a lap like a dog, you went home. You know why? Because when you kneel down at the water and you got your hand on your spear or on your sword and you're lapping water, you can look around and see who the enemy is and who's coming on you. So guess how many left? All of them, but 300. Gideon then says, he goes on and, and the angel of the Lord says, Soon afterward, the armies of the Midian, Amalek, and the people of the east formed an alliance against Israel and crossed the Jordan, camping in the valley of Jezreel. Then the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon with power. He blew a ram's horn and called to to all the men of Abiezer to come. And Gideon won the victory with 300 men against thousands with God's spirit, strength, and strategy. Now, listen. When, when, we, when we get to this, this place here, I want you to take note of God's spirit clothed Gideon. One translation says the, God, God's spirit, the spirit of God fit on Gideon like a glove. I mean, you can tell that to your friends at work and they'll think you're a theologian. Like you tell that? That'd be a good one. Here's the enemy's primary strategy with us. The enemy attacks us to find out the weaknesses in our armor. Our armor is not defective. We are. We're defective. We have the breach. It's in our understanding of warfare and the armor. The enemy's conscripts are assigned to investigate our lives, to spy out our lives and to gather intelligence on all of our movements, our behaviors, our words, our deeds, our relationships, our interests, our weaknesses, our history. In real time, this intelligence is gathered and it determines the plan of action and form of attack that the enemy will attack you with, formulating orders and assignments to demonic spirits and to find the weakest most vulnerable points in our body, mind, soul, and spirit. I want to give you the pathway is how this works when demonic influence is attacking your mind. Here's the pathway. Here's the steps. Here's the sequence. Number one, compulsion. Number two, enslavement. Number three, addiction. Number four, affliction. Number five, control. Number six, domination. Number seven, destruction. I think that's seven. I don't know how long it's going. Anyway, why do I get attacked? Here's why you get attacked. Here's why I get attacked. Here's why we all get attacked. We are pursued as prey or seen as a threat. And that is what is being determined. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you praise because you're the God of all gods. You sit upon all the heavens. You created everything that we see we don't see that's known and unknown you are God alone you have no rival there is none that can stand against you it's been proven time and time and time again we give you praise father in Jesus name amen now look at that guy right there look at that armor now you know what happens when you look at that what when dudes look at that armor they go that's me right there on the inside that armor, that's me. But most of us look at that armor and we get this, this, uh, this, 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 this flash fixation. On oh, wow, that's really cool. But flash fixations. Just that they flash and then they fade away and then we forget what the big deal was about the armor and it sort of goes back in the file 13 or archived in archived emails that eventually get deleted and forgotten about. But here's what I want you to notice. I don't want you to get fixated on the armor because I'm going to tell you why in just a second, but I want you to look at that guy's eyes. You see what's in his eyes? In his eyes are death and dismemberment. You know why? Because he stripped down naked and he put on his king's and commander's uniform. He put his clothes on, he put his armor on. He mastered the usage of all the armor. He understands armor. He's got a warfare IQ. He's got a spiritual, underst- he's got an IQ with the Holy Spirit. He understands how to do battle. He knows how to do battle. How does that apply to us? Because let me, let me, hold the phone if you're in the kingdom, you're a citizen of heaven. If you're on this side of earth here in, in this side of heaven on earth, you're in the kingdom. You're a disciple. You're a warrior. We didn't tell you that, but we're telling you now we're in war. You're a warrior. We're warfare. And you, you, it's not rocket science. You know, when you're fighting something, you just don't know what it is. Now you're about to, You're, as as we said at home, you're finna find out what's going on right now. You're gonna mess around and find out right now. So it's gonna go on. (laughs) Here's what I know. Here's how it applies to us. We have to have death to sin, self, the world and the culture. We have to possess it. We have to have death to influences entanglements we have to have death to entrapments of the enemy, death to mediocrity, weakness, lackluster living, habitual practicing sin, and the world system. We have to give our lives blind abandon to the King, the Lord of the armies of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, and do what he says. Follow him, that, and let me just say this, and I will say this, that that is your identity. If you are wondering how to identify that's it right there. You are a warrior. You are a disciple. You are in the kingdom. That is the real that like back home, that's real talk right there, bro. And if you don't get that real talk, you fit to be in trouble. So here's what I want to say to you about being extremist about warfare. I want to say this to you. If you're far extreme and you stick your head in the sand and ostrich it you're putting your head in the sand like an ostrich and ignoring it and disregarding him. On the other hand, you may be way over here and be infatuated with the noise and the fun and the silliness that goes on. In some places, it's all emotionalism and flesh and not spiritual warfare. If you're on either one of those extremes, you're in the wrong place. And let me just say this right now: Jesus is not the balance to those two extremes. He is central. He central is the center of all that exists. God created all that exists. He created it through him and by him and all of it holds together in Jesus. So he he don't balance out nothing. He is the center of all things. He is the center of the kingdom of God. Whether it's in heaven or where you step your foot or in this church, he is king. Now, when we look at things that way, and we understand, then I can tell you just about where you are in your relationship, your understanding, and your practice with your relationship in walking with the Holy Spirit. Because if we if we if we are ostriching ourselves and ignoring what's going on, we're not listening to what Holy Spirit tells us. If we're over over uh, infatuated with all the noise and the fleshly stuff, then, then again, we are, not, we are not listening to the Holy Spirit. We're, we're yielding to the flesh, the stuff that's fun. And people that do that, I'll just let you know, are a bigger target than those who stick their head in the sand. I'll tell you that now. Now, knowing this, knowing this, uh, I want to, to remind you that in the kingdom, if you're in the kingdom, a citizen of heaven, on this side of heaven, you're a disciple. You're a warrior. You're at war. There are no pacifists and there are no middle ground. I want to read a verse to you. I like verses. I like words. I like to study words. The final word, be strong in the Lord and in the, his mighty power. Be strong in who? The Lord. And in his what? His mighty power, not my mighty power. Put on all God's armor. Whose armor? God's armor. Not my armor. It's God's armor. So that you'll be able to stand the walls against uh, the enemy and the strategies and the methodologies that he brings against you. I want to tell you just what a few words mean and then we're going to slip on and move forward. The word put on there in verse 11 actually means the Greek word is in duo, in duo. And that word is the word, uh, the meaning of that word means to fall into. When you fall into it, you fall into it. Jesus used that same word when he said to the disciples, behold, I send promise of the Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power. You're endued with power. Then it also is the same in Galatians 3.27. All of you who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, have fell into it. Back home? Some, some of the guys I used to hang out with, they used to have a walk. They walk and, and they had just to fall. If you, if you done fell into it here and you walk like that, we know you've fallen into it. If you're not walking like that, we're going to wonder if you fell into it. Same verse, Ephesians 4, 24, same thing, put on, fall into Put, your, put, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And then in Colossians 3.10, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Armor is the word tau Theo. genitive case means the sourcing of the armor armor comes from God himself. He has made it, he has supplied it, he cares it, caretakes it, and it is infallible. It is impenetrable. It cannot be destroyed. The weakness, the weakness in the breach in the armor is in my heart, in my mind. That's the breach in the armor. It's perfect armor. It's perfect armor. Abel, that word Abel, that word Abel means, the Greek word is dunamis. It's the same word, same word in Acts 1.8. You shall receive boom, boom, bang if you wait. My spirit will come on you and you will go boom and you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. Same word, dunamis power. It means that you may have explosive dynamic power. You are able, you are explosively powerful to blow up where I plant your feet is the next word to maintain a critical strategic position on the battlefield. I plant you there and you are able with this armor to explode against all the places I send you to explode. Now here are the battlefields that we have to fight. Number one is battlefield of the mind. If the enemy gets inside our minds, sets up a stronghold or a foothold, then we're trapped. Battlefield one. Battlefield two, our family. Their minds, their minds. Battlefield three is the kingdom. What has God assigned you to do in the kingdom? What are you supposed to do with your gifts or abilities, talents, money, all that? What are you supposed to do with it? In the kingdom, we're supposed to make disciples, teach them how to obey all the commands, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, help them walk along and learn how to do the same thing that's our gift, but we just do it different. We all do it different. We all have a different pro- a different way to do all that. Is that making sense? <sighs> I'll tell you two of my favorite verses. Really good. Hey, can you turn that little can thing on, that little whatever it is? Yeah, I usually do this, but they may think I'm Nonetheless, I'm distracted. Tell you two of my favorite verses Colossians 2 14 and 15. He, Jesus, canceled the record of charges against us. He took all those charges, nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed spiritual rulers and authorities, he shamed us publicly by victory over them on the cross. That word shame means that a conquering king's troops brought the prisoners of war in naked, stripped down and chained before the king. And then all of the armor and the weaponry was dropped down in front of him as an offering and that all of that, that armor was rendered powerless and there was no retaliatory ability left in those that were imprisoned or, or the, the armor. And then these, these enemy combatants, these prisoners of war were imprisoned. That's what Jesus did. The principalities, powers, authorities. That's what he did. That's what he did. So when he tells you, you're all, look, you're always gonna be outnumbered in spiritual warfare. You're always gonna feel like you're gonna lose, but you're not. You're always gonna feel like you're all alone, but you're not. You're always gonna feel like you're about to get beat up, but you're not. Nobody can penetrate God's armor. Nobody, nobody. Another one of my favorite verses is this. Romans sixteen twenty, Paul is signing out of the book of Romans. He wrote Rome yeah, he wrote it. I don't know who. Doctor over there knows who wrote Romans. The God of peace. There's that word peace again. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. And then he says, "May the grace of the Lord our God be with you." I want to tell you five things about you being a mighty hero. And then I'm gonna ask Senior to come and lead us out as the father of the house here. If you take something off, you gotta put something on. Sin nature, the scripture says the sin nature was cut away and severed from you when you walked and joined Christ in union with Christ. It therefore has no 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 more power against you or with you or for you. It's only when the enemy slips and sleeks and slithers slithers into your mind. Number two, nothing is lacking in your supply in any said moment of your battle or your life. Nothing is lacking. Number three, full power, full on, full time. There's never a depletion, there's never a low battery. There's never go plug your iPhone back in because none of that, it's all the time full on, full time, full power. Boom, boom. You don't have a delay in the power. It's right there, right now, all the time. Whether you're fighting one or a thousand, or you and your little wife are are standing, yeah. You're laying in, sitting on the side of your bed at night with your kid, and you feel a demonic presence in your room, and you begin to pray for that kid. You're not alone. Yeah. Positioning where God puts you to do battle is an immovable, fixed position. Nobody can take that position from you. Nobody can move you unless you move yourself. We stand where God puts us. And then last but not least, it's one of my favorite right here. Warfare wisdom, warfare IQ is embedded in the armor of God that belongs to you. Senior.
2: Would you bow your heads? You know you brought a word when you just walk off the stage. You just said, here, you take it. You are not alone. You are not alone when you're in Christ. Some of you are alone. You're alone because you have not grafted yourself into the family of God in the church world we call that salvation we want to give you the opportunity to do that today Uh, some of you 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 kind of grafted yourself into the kingdom and the family of God but what you thought would happen didn't happen for a long time we've told people that if you pray a prayer your life will change that's not necessarily true if if you pray a prayer and submit yourself to the process your life is progressively changed but but if you pray a prayer and you think that you go out and everything in your life will be perfect and then it's not then suddenly you'll think that you've been duped but you you haven't been duped the problem is you just haven't been obedient He he told us to to cast all of our cares upon it because he cares for us. He he told us to surrender our lives. He told us to take off our stuff so that we can put put on his stuff. See, when you do that, you are suddenly not alone. Like, we want you to get saved because we want you to go to heaven, but we also want you to get saved because we don't want you to get worked over anymore. We want you to get saved so that you can become a part of this thing that's called the family of God, so that suddenly you're no longer alone, so that suddenly now you are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You are surrounded by a group of people who have also put on their armor or as Pastor Sonny said last week, have taken their shields and connected their shields one to another so that not only they're covered, so that you're covered. And so I wonder if you're here today and you say that you feel like you're alone. You are not alone. You are surrounded not only by people who want you to have the best life that you could possibly have in Jesus, but you are surrounded by a Savior and a Spirit in the Holy Spirit who wants you to have the same. But that requires us to do two things uh, it requires that we confess and it, re- it requires that we profess confess that our life has sin in it and then profess that we believe that Jesus can change that and so I want to give you the opportunity to do uh, both of those things today um, and here's how in just a moment I'm going to ask for people to do two things first is is with every head bowed and every head closed with nobody looking around i'm going to ask for people who do not have a relationship with jesus uh to first raise their hand to make eye contact with me once you've made eye contact with me you can put your hand down that's your act of confession secondly i'm going to say a few lines in a prayer then i'm going to pause and if you repeat what it is that i said before the pause and you mean it in your heart the bible says that you will be saved And so, if you're here today and you say, Sean, I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but I would like to, with nobody looking around, would you just raise your hand and make eye contact with me right now? Thanks. 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 Okay, I'm gonna ask everybody in here to say these words say, Jesus. I've got sin in my life, but I don't want it. Change me, forgive me, cleanse me, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my savior in Jesus' name, amen. Secondarily, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're here today and you say, Sean, I'm a believer. I've prayed the prayer. I know that I'm going to heaven, uh, but you're. I was thinking about this between services. Just, just, just hang with me here for a minute. Keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Pastor Barry said that that Joash renamed Gideon to Jerubbabel. Because, because Gideon destroyed his father's idol. And in between services I was thinking that there are people there are people who have who have become believers but they are still worshiping at their old father's idol. He's, he's your savior, but he's not your father. There's a difference in that, that the difference is in the sinking in. When he becomes your father, you, you sink in, you, you lean into it, you, you change your posture. You're, you're not uncomfortable around him. Because you're not insecure around him anymore. So you're, you're not worried about pulling on your shirt or making sure that your shorts is in the right position. You just, you just, like Thanksgiving in the Lazy Boy after a big dinner and your belly sticks out, you just kind of, you just kind of sink in. But some of you haven't done that because all you've done is submitted your sins to him, but you haven't submitted yourself to him. And so you're still, you're still worshiping at your old father's idol, but your old father, the Bible says, is the father of lies. And so you're worshiping at the idol of lies rather than worshiping the father of truth. And so you're here. That's why you're still partaking in the old stuff that you've done. You still have the old hindrances, the old habits. You still got the old holdups that you had in your life because you're still worshiping, you're worshiping at the wrong altar. And so what I wonder is if you want to leave this place to, and I know that it's right around the corner from Halloween. We did this series at this time for that purpose. And some of you, this is going to be a test for you. This season is going to be a test for you. Because we've been talking about spiritual warfare, talking about chasing out demons, talking about chasing out all this trash out of our lives. And then some of you who have now chased out the demon and the house is empty are going to walk straight into enemy territory with the enemy tank to be filled up with de- demonic stuff and satanic stuff. And now you're going to be tempted to go get costumes and makeup and go to parties and hand out candy, whatever, man. I'm not trying to rob you. I'm not trying to rob you of your. Fun. I'm just trying to keep you out of demonic oppression and possession and attack. You can't mess with that stuff and think. You can't. Some of y'all need to just put Netflix on hold for a minute. You can't watch that nonsense. My birthday was on Friday the 13th. Somebody texted me and said, ooh, your birthday's on Friday the 13th. I said, okay, so next year's gonna be on Saturday. the 13th. I don't know what, whatever, ain't nothing to me. I played hockey. That's, I don't care about no mask or I got butcher knives at the house. I'm not, I'm not scared. Of, I'm not scared of that because I'm not worshiping at my old father's idol because I'm not watching that nonsense. I'm not listening to that nonsense. I'm not bringing that. So you say, what you talking about, John? I'm talking about some of you need to leave that altar behind. You, you need to rename and destroy that father's altar in your life. So if you're here today and you're a believer, but you are still messing in old stuff. And you say, Sean, I want to walk away from that with nobody looking around. Just put your hand up real quick and put it right back down. A second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Walmart candy section might have excess this year. I'm just saying. Some of y'all need to pray about some of the stuff that you're thinking about doing and not. So Father, today we love you, we praise you, we thank you, thank you that you are the King of kings, you are the Lord of lords, you are mighty in battle, that your armor is impenetrable, God, that you are the prince of peace the bright and morning star that you are unbeatable your power to the enemy is unbearable he is terrified of you god he is not your equal he is not your rival that you sent one angel to throw him in the pit and it is finished god and so for my friends in this place who need strength who need wisdom who need mercy who need grace who need endurance Give that to them now in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Thanks for joining us this week. Still thinking about the message? Go follow our message recap podcast, Chew On That. The Chew On That podcast is a podcast where Life Church staff chew over the latest messages to dig deeper into our faith. Tap the link in the episode description to have a listen. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you next week.